welcome to the Microchip Is podcast. Join your host, Mike Maynard, as he learns about the technologies, products, and people that make microchip technology what it is today. Welcome to the Microchip Is podcast. I'm Mike Maynard, and I'll be finding out what makes Microchip such an exciting company in this podcast series. Today, I'm talking to Bob Zona. Bob is the Senior Product Marketing Manager at Microchip. Welcome to the podcast, Bob. Thank you. Good to be here. And it's great to have you on the podcast. So, can you tell me a little bit about your role at Microchip and what you do? So I'm responsible for the outbound marketing team for the Timing and Communications Group. We're responsible for all of our digital marketing programs and website. In addition, I have a team of regional marketing folks that are spread around the globe to help sales and customers to pick the right solutions for their timing needs. So it's all about timing. Can you tell me a little bit about the timing products Microchip makes? So Microchip has a very wide array of timing products, the, the widest portfolio in the industry, really. Everything from simple crystal resonators through network synchronization chips and software, um, and all the way up to timing systems that provide timing reference in telecom networks and other applications, data centers, power distribution. Yeah, timing's basically providing a clock to a board or a system. So one thing I'd like to know, is that just a commodity thing? Or do suppliers offer very different products and technologies? So if you pick one particular slot on a board, often there are multi-source products that could easily replace each other. But that's really only in the simplest parts of the timing system. If you look at the timing solution or the clock tree for any given board, there's really more to it than a single clock in most of the time. And when you look at the different ways you can put those solutions together, then uh, they're not by any means commodities. There's differences in performance. There's differences in the way the system is, uh, is constructed so that you can put together highly specialized solutions for different applications. Interesting. You mentioned clock trees. Can you explain them and try and tell us why in some places within that tree, you'll need specialist products? So uh, we call it a clock tree because most systems need more than one clock. And most systems have one or more reference timing coming in externally or from chips on board. And so the clock tree is really a branch structure that, that takes those reference clocks and cleans them up and redistributes them or changes the frequency to provide uh, all the different clocks that are needed in the system. Could be timing for PCIe, could be timing for Ethernet, could be system clocks for the SOCs or you know system on chip uh, that are on the board. So it could be a complicated network. And then there's many different ways to use timing solutions to put those clock trees together. That's really interesting. You've talked about this wide range of products that fits all the way across the clock tree. But I'd like to know, is there a particular strength Microchip has in the timing market, something you do particularly well? I think there's two parts of our portfolio that really stand out head and shoulders. 
The first one I'd mention is the network synchronization. So as the telecommunication networks have gotten, need more precise timing to support 5G mobile networks in particular, the requirements are very tight. Microchip has a network synchronization portfolio that includes very low jitter PLLs and software to implement IEEE 1588 network synchronization across the network. Our software is the most deployed in the industry, so it's highly trusted and been proven for many years and provides the best performance for the network under IEEE 1588 synchronization requirements. So I think that's one area where our portfolio really stands out from the crowd. The second one is with MEMS oscillators. We call them MEMS, it stands for Microelectromechanical Systems. And this is a technology that's different from the traditional way of building oscillators. I think it's really a disruptor in the industry. Traditionally, you would build oscillators using a, a small quartz crystal. It has to be tuned to a particular resonant frequency. So every time you need a different frequency, you need a different customized crystal. In MEMS oscillators, we start with a semiconductor manufacturing technology. So we're building it on silicon the same way we build ICs and ASICs. And we make a very tiny resonator and we use a standard resonator across many different end products. Uh, and we use a sophisticated base lock or PLL technology to convert that base resonator frequency into any frequency that you need in the end product. So it makes it very flexible. So we use a standard semiconductor manufacturing techniques to make these blanks that are pre-programmed for performance over temperature. And then at the end, we can customize these parts to any frequency that you need very quickly. So one advantage is it's very fast to get prototypes of pretty much anything you need, which can really help customers get to market quickly. The second thing is that this very small silicon structure of the resonator makes the parts very robust to shock and vibration. So they're particularly good in applications like automotive, where you're working in a, an environment with lots of vibration. And finally, the resonators are inherently more well-behaved over wider temperature ranges. So it allows us to have standard products that work well over pretty wide temperature ranges. So the MEMS oscillators are pretty unique and Microchip's the only company that makes MEMS oscillators with uh, our own in-house MEMS manufacturing capability. That's fascinating. You mentioned MEMS is electromechanical. Does that mean you can literally still make these products on the same lines in the same fabs that you make, say, a PIC microcontroller? Yeah, it's just similar process. You know, it's more of a 3D structure that we care about instead of, you know, circuitry like we put in processors. But it uses the same semiconductor manufacturing techniques of etching and coatings. So it really runs in the same fab as many of our IC products. That's interesting. You're the only vendor actually making these products yourself. Why is that? Is it something difficult that you can do or some unique technology that helps Microchip create these products that other people can't manufacture? 
well, there's really not too many suppliers of MEMS oscillators, but MEMS are also used in many different kinds of systems, sensors and micro actuators. And so there tend to be foundries that, that manufacture just the MEMS portion of these systems. And so other suppliers are using those foundries, but by having our own in-house manufacturing capability for this, first of all, it plays on the strengths of microchip as a you know, semiconductor manufacturing expertise. And it gives us control over the whole process. It allows us to really make exactly what we want. It gives us control over the supply. So if you buy the parts from us, you know, it gives you, uh, you're not counting on different people using the same base foundry for your supply chain. So we think it's a pretty good deal that we are making them in our own fab and have control from end to end. That sounds great. I'm interested in the MEMS products themselves. You mentioned that you can program them to different frequencies. So I guess that means you can be much more flexible with stock and provide the frequency the customer needs. But are there any other benefits? I mean, can you produce products that have multiple outputs or smaller size or anything else compared to quartz? Yeah, so multi-output MEMS oscillators, or we call them actually clock generators at that point, is a big advantage. We have up to six output clock generators. They use a single MEMS resonator, but with multiple PLLs, we could produce different frequency families on the same chip. One particularly popular product in the market today puts out three different frequencies, could be from two different uh, non-harmonically related frequency families in a very tiny 1.2 by 1.6 millimeter package. So you can replace three oscillators and all of the surrounding peripheral capacitors and resistors that you need on the board with this single tiny package. It's like a 80% reduction in board area. At the same time, we can add extra features into these products. So that three output oscillator, it's also possible to put spread spectrum on some of the outputs. So the spread spectrum is a way to reduce um, electromagnetic interference in your system. And spread spectrum, that's taking the clock and rather have it appear at one particular frequency, spread it, is that right? So you're not getting a big peak? Yeah, we dither the frequency a little bit. So then on a, on a frequency domain, it spreads out. And that way you have not so much interference at a single frequency in, in system implementations. Yeah, that's pretty cool if people are struggling with EMC. I'm interested, are there particular applications that you're strong in? I mean, basically everyone needs a clock, but are there areas where people really see the benefit of Microchip's MEMS family? That's true what you said. First of all, every digital system needs clocks, but the more complicated the system, the more clocking is required and the higher precision clocking is required. I think some of the areas where our portfolio is the strongest I mean, traditionally in industrial applications like medical systems, test and measurement systems, industrial robotics, printing, uh, we have a pretty broad presence there. And the second big piece where we've traditionally been strong is in telecommunications. I mentioned our IEEE 1588 network synchronization through the whole telecommunication backbone. You know, we're pretty much present everywhere. Um, some of the newer growth areas for us, I think, are in um, data center, in servers, and in storage, uh, particularly around PCIe clocking. 
because Microchip has a very strong PCIe switch product line, and we have uh, timing uh, solutions that have been qualified to work along with those PCIe switches. So that's a, a growth area for us right now. We're working on providing these total system solutions as Microchip, where the PCIe switches come along with timing and power components that are suited to make the system operate well. And then finally, I guess I would mention uh, automotive is a big area for our timing components. Now a big growth area as uh, cars get to have more and more features uh, related to not really self-driving, you don't need to go that far, but driver assistance systems like lane keeping, and collision avoidance. Those things require a large amount of computing in the automobile and not just computing, but networking between multiple small computers throughout the car. It could be a computer that processes sensor information and a central computer that's actually making driving decisions. And then you need ethernet networks in between them. You need PCIe networks on the, on the uh, computing boards. So that requires a lot of timing and the uh, multi-output MEMS oscillator family, some of our clock buffers are all particularly well suited for those applications. And the uh, robust performance of the MEMS under shock and vibration and wide temperature range uh, makes them particularly well targeted for automotive. We've done ADC Q100 qualification on many of our timing products to serve that automotive market. That's fascinating. Can I just jump back to something you mentioned in that answer? You talk about TSS, and I've heard this a couple of times talking to different people in Microchip, these total system solutions. So what does that mean? Are you actually sitting with other business units in Microchip and trying to find out how you provide complementary products to make it easier you know, for example, for someone to use a microchip PCI switch. For sure, that's a big part of our strategy. And it's not just the PCI switches, it's um, Ethernet FIs, Ethernet networking chips. It's even MCUs. Many MCUs need some kind of clock beyond just a simple, simple one. And so we've worked with all these business units one on one. First of all, marketing to marketing to understand roadmaps and what's coming, and then engineering to engineering to really plan out the best clock trees for these products and, and test them out so that when you buy a, a, an FPGA from Microchip or a PCI switch, you can find in the reference documentation a recommended timing solutions that have already been tested and approved and really reduces your system risk and your time to market if you use those recommended solutions. That's really cool. I'm sure it's going to help a lot of engineers to know that, that when they design products, there's actually timing solutions to go alongside the components they're using. One other thing I'm really interested in is you mentioned a couple of times the system level solutions, you know, the rack mount uh, systems that run timing for networks. Is this driven from the expertise in timing on the semiconductor side that's meant you can build system level products at a better performance? Or are there other reasons why you're in that business? Well, the system products have been around for a while. I think that whole product family's really evolved over time to a really strong position in the marketplace. And those systems, you know, use primary reference clocks to provide 
timing accuracy for a whole uh, network in telecommunications or for a whole data center or for a whole power distribution network. And so they use some of our timing components inside, but I think the system knowledge to put those together is really a whole different skill set. And there's a team in microchip that's known as, I believe, the industry leaders in that area. That's really cool. I'm aware of your time. So let's bring this interview to a close with a couple of final questions. One of the things I'm always interested to know about different microchip business units, are there any really cool, fun or unusual applications for your products that you've seen? There's actually two things that come to my mind. One that I haven't really talked about, but the Vectron oscillator products that are part of Microchip's timing portfolio, they've been around for a long time. You know, I've always been a space buff. When I was a little kid and the Apollo missions were going on, my mom would let me stay home from school and watch the launches and the uh, shows that they'd put on from orbit and the moon landings in particular. Microchip oscillator products have been in many of the space missions since the very beginning, I think, even with Mercury and Gemini and all the way up today through the Mars rover and pretty much every space chip that's ever gone up has some microchip timing in it, in addition to other microchip components, by the way. So I, I find that particularly fascinating because it's always been front of mind for me. The second one I think is cool. I've already talked about the automotive, I think. It touches your everyday life in a way that's um, things become modern and, you know, these self-driving cars that it was science fiction when I was a kid and now it's kind of coming to reality. And I think the fact that our timing products play a big part in that, I think that's also fun for me. I love those applications. And actually, I'm talking to both the automotive and aerospace and defense business units in this podcast series. So hopefully I'll be able to hear more about other products in these cool applications. One of the things we do like to end with is uh, something that, you know, listeners can take away and use. Can I ask you, Bob, what's the best engineering advice you've got for somebody who's designing a timing system? So I've talked a lot about the total system solution and clock trees. And so I think it's really not to just go bit by bit and pick a clock and pick a buffer. It's to really think holistically about the whole timing need for the board that you're working on and uh, really pick a solution that puts it all together and can optimize. If you can use a, a BEMS clock generator to generate a few different frequencies, you can save a lot of board space and possibly some cost as well. And you can ask for help from our, our experts. There's many ways to reach them in order to help you optimize that timing solution. That's awesome. It's great to hear there's a lot of technical support as well, because I know timing can sometimes be a difficult thing to get right. So to close, if there was one thing that people could take away from this discussion, Bob, and remember about Microchip's timing products, what would it be? Yeah, it really is that we have that broad portfolio, everything from the simplest resonator to the most complicated timing system. And we have the experts available to help you put that together into the most optimized solution. Uh, on our website, you can find many links to different uh, sources of help. And if you're working with sales or distribution, then they have access to our factory experts to get you in touch. Um, so we really look forward to helping you find the optimized timing solution for your 
system needs. That's great. It's been fascinating talking to you, Bob, and learning what microchip is in the world of timing. If people are listening to the podcast and they'd like to get in touch with you, maybe ask a question, what would be the best way for them to reach you? Ah, well, I'm on LinkedIn, Bob Zona. You can find me there. That's fantastic. Thanks so much for your time, Bob. I really appreciate it. All right. It's been fun. Thanks for listening to the Microchip Is podcast. Please follow us on your favorite podcast platform to keep learning about the many technologies, products, and people that make Microchip what it is today.